how y'all doing <laughs> i feel like i waited long enough to get in part two of this trust issues series i guess if you will um part one for those that haven't heard it go back and listen to it plain and simple i think i'm just addressing formally my internal trust issues where i feel they've stemmed from i'm still you know the jury's still out on whether or not that's true but i'm doing some like spiritual get digging if you will and just kind of some self-assessment that's helping me understand more about myself at the tender age of 34 i'm starting to learn more about me even though i've been in this skin for so long i still realize there are some facets that i have yet to explore and others are able to kind of identify for me they can see things that i can't and i'm i'm going to be honest i think i'm more at an age of maturity as well to accept now what they see because before uh i'm sure i was blocked off and very cautious to hear out what someone else had to say so we'll start there with a hello and jumping right into it go back and listen to part one this is part two and i'm definitely exploring another aspect of trust in me part of the trust is exactly what i said in me i don't trust myself and i think i alluded to this in the last podcast and i um i said something about that but i really do honestly do not trust how I show up to others show up to myself um, and I see that I put more trust in how I show up the way others see me if that makes sense like I don't I haven't grown confidently enough to fully embrace who I am as me alone with my own opinion matters about me it takes precedence over what anyone else thinks of me that hasn't happened yet for me and I just told you that I'm still growing but I think that's the frustrating part is that now it's bleeding over to all of the stuff that I thought I was okay with or done with or or you know over with like I thought I had grown out of this stuff I thought um I was I knew I still had insecurities we all have some but I didn't know I was still carrying and harboring a lot that was literally tearing into the way I approach certain things, why I don't assert myself, um, why it took me so long to be comfortable advocating for myself and my children even. Uh, It just took a while to find my voice and then be comfortable with hearing it and then being now the step further okay with the way it's received. So I'm in between that steps. I, I found my voice. I'm okay with using it. But now I have to be okay that once I've used my weapon, my voice, my ability to advocate and assert myself, that the way it's received is just done. Like my hands are clean from it. I'm not okay with that yet, though, y'all. And that part scares me because it's like that's the larger part of the issue. That's the root. I think I'm seeing a lot of the root in my problem. So let's get into it. I know I'm into it already, but let's just let me start by saying that I've been taking a couple leadership courses and being in one leadership group at my job has gotten me the opportunity to get some exposure to a different way of thinking I did take an assessment that's called an EQI Uh, the version that I took was a 2.0 version 
and the EQI is an emotionally intelligence personality, so to speak, assessment. And those results tell you a lot. Um, I'm used to being metrically like focused. If I make high, if it's a Likert scale, I, I get a five. Ooh, that's great. I get a two. Oh, no. What's going on? And so I think that's just programming of how we all grew up that when you were in school, you were given a grade, you were given a score, and that determined and set in your mind value that I am now a A, a B, a C. I am not a five or a six or a seven up to ten, you know, and it makes you think that as children when we didn't have that before school, like we had a freedom about ourselves that we would just function in the world, just la 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 la, aloof of what 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 scaling looks like, what what people's opinion meant and why it mattered. That didn't happen to me until of course school and then at home seeing just how maybe in comparison to my siblings that I was or I was or I wasn't measuring up in comparison to them so it started a lot I'm gonna say probably not even at school but it solidified itself at school because I'm like oh they do that here too they give grades okay cool and then at home it was almost like emotional grading like you didn't see the grade but you felt it you know and I know my parents did the best they could so this is in no way trying to bash anyone this is just me saying that I processed the happenings in my life differently I'm a middle child so you can have as that as you will have with that as you will um that whole aspect that 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 middle child thing is real and so um for me I honestly feel like being a part of that mindset held me back a lot it's hard to let go once you've had that programming um I envy now and I envy is a very strong word but I really respect those that don't have a sense of like care when it comes to grades and things like that before I thought that y'all y'all crazy that's you but for me I'm gonna go ahead and make my grades and, and what have you but those that really don't allow that to determine or to really dictate how they feel about themselves that's power there and I didn't know that till now. Back to the EQI. So I took an EQI, right? We're so big on you score high, it, it means good. And for the EQI, what I've realized when I met with the assessor, it was like, nah, these places showing up on this scale as high means that you're overcompensating in this area. And it may not always be a good thing and making you feel very depleted, bad, and not of value in a lot of situations things and even to yourself you don't value yourself um i scored high in an aspect of social responsibility and i scored very high in a in an aspect of self-actualization both of them sound really good both of them include other people and the way that other people uh depict and value you by their words, actions, or what have you. But it just shows that you have more weight or put more weight upon that particular um, measure. And that for me, that ain't good. Why would I want to 
feel socially obligated to please other people because that's basically all it's saying that I'm a people pleaser and that that's a high regard for me and then I scored very low in the self-regard section which has a lot to do with self-confidence and uh, the ability to be self-motivated uh, and that's it's honestly it was mind-blowing but it was almost like Ooh, unveiling because I didn't think that was going to show up because it's true y'all I don't have that um confidence in me you know most times and in a lot of situations like certain things I'll show up for things I know I'm strong in or for right I, if I if you tell me to do something talk about a certain thing I'm like oh yeah I'm gonna do it I will shy away from the sometimes the things that will challenge me that I'm not comfortable with and I'll run honestly run from those opportunities because I'm afraid to fail right and that that's my safe haven just staying in a nook where I thrive that ain't always good to stay where you you know you're, you you've mastered this place so you just go stay there that's not a sense of mastery that's a sim- sense of comfort that you're literally comforting your ego because you don't want to push beyond that and actually fail and expose your, your limitations. You know, you don't want to expose yourself. And that's, again, a part. It's cowardly now that I'm actually seeing it. It's like saying, really? And that's just the way it is at this point in time. As of today, this is what it is. And so I will say I'm trying to find that little person in me again that used to be fearless before she was told that that was not a a desirable trait or maybe that um, I was too loud Um, maybe I was too goofy maybe I was um, too imaginative because I had a big I still do have a big imagination I have a lot of ambitions that I sit on because again fear and it's taken a while to process what's happening but yeah let's let's just sit on that for a second the other thing is that makes me think about it because we're talking about advocation for myself but also for others um when it comes to my children it took me a long time to realize what was appropriate and when to speak on certain things and when that was also appropriate and just for example like if there was a problem at school and my son or daughter, somebody, anybody could come home. This is hypothetically speaking, but if they were telling me this before that they were having a problem at school, the hesitation immediately sat, sat in with, okay, who do I tell um, that they're having this issue? Will anything happen if I do tell this issue to someone? Will I appear to be the quote mad black woman? Uh, will they listen to me? Um, will they give my son trouble if I now tell them that they need to be doing their jobs it will put a target on their back like all of this is thought out prior to me even doing it imagine all those thoughts happening at the same time that you want to do something you're gonna kind of talk yourself out or down about it that's traditionally what happens that's what fear is and so that was happening a lot a lot right before honestly within the past four years maybe three I was just kind of like, you know what, put my foot down, whatever happens, happens. And I'm still growing comfortable with that voice again 
when I speak for my children, not caring about, quote, consequence in the sense of being liked, you know, like, oh, they got to like me to respect my child. That's not the case, you know, and I have to, again, part of people pleasing that I need to be, quote, liked, which this assessment further go went into an exposure of Sagan that I have this strong likability that I'm more concerned about people liking me than getting my point across or being respected. Like I'm afraid to be unliked because for some reason or some way down the line, I've seen where that exile or felt it before and said, I'm not, I don't want to do this, but being liked ain't always a good thing. As a matter of fact, it's exposure to say if people, all these people like you, that just goes to tell me that you bend and fold at every point in time to overcompensate for whatever they wanted. And they, that's why they like you. They like you because you think like them and you do what they like and they feel like that's likable for it. So if you do that for everybody, you must not, you know, take on your own feelings at the time or you, you're not even listening to yourself when you don't feel comfortable doing certain things or having those conversations that you should be having. You don't say what you want to say because, hell, they might not like me. They may not like what I say. You care more about that. And that's me. So I'm unlearning that because I actually, now that you have knowledge, you can either be what willfully ignorant to that knowledge because it's been exposed or you can actually change and do something about it. So now I'm thinking, saying you want to be a leader in some way, shape or form. It doesn't matter what that is. You want to be a leader. What happens? Um, what happens when you have to create this this space and this diversion so to speak of opposition for people now you have to be i'm using all these words to just basically say when everybody's agreeing on something you have to be the one to disagree and that is going to cause you at that time to be viewed as unliked right what and how does that feel you know and so in the assessment and through the assessor and me having my own little session with her, she basically told me without telling me that I'm not going anywhere in leadership if I don't let that ability to be liked go and put pretty much put that on the back burner. That healthy tension is important, that I can create discomfort and disruptive conversations that shift the space and I will be respected. I don't have to be liked. And that's a difference. And I've never delineated it with myself. There's a lot of leaders that I don't like. I don't like their style or what have you. But it's only because I feel like they were very rigid. Leaders have to be. They don't care about being liked. They care about getting the job done. And the respect that they get at the end of the day. That's all that matters. If I'm unwilling to let that go, y'all ain't going nowhere. I don't know. I'm going to be right where I'm at. I'll, I'll, you know, I won't be able to go beyond or push beyond this barrier, but I'm more than willing to, to see where I can show up in places that I need to, when I can speak up without even thinking about it. 
And that's just a muscle, again, that I'm going to have to exercise because communication is something that doesn't just come naturally to some people, including myself, especially when you feel silenced a lot. And when you also didn't see that demonstrated when you were growing up or, or you know, emulated so to where or modeled so where you could follow. And I'll say that in the sense of my, like parenthood, that's why I don't know when to when to assert myself when it comes to advocation so sometimes i over assert myself like i'm aggressive and it's like well you need to do that a little bit more often so maybe it feels more natural to you and you're not jumping down people's throats maybe you need to flex that muscle a little bit and that's only to say that as a woman and i i recently heard someone else talking about this that their moms never really showed emotion she was so strong she never really um, showed that it was hard she made it look easy and I get it that's great but I'm multifaceted and so are you we have emotion my children are going to see my range of emotion good and bad and I'm human so if I can't see a human side of you I'm going to always look at you as superhuman and when it when you break down I'm going to be like what is the problem I I feel like normalizing that particular process is is a good thing too also assert yourselves show me as a parent that you can assert I'm gonna be honest there's one time in particular in my childhood I can remember that my mom did not assert herself for me that I felt like she needed to and I won't go into grave detail about it because you know I'll, I'll let that be her story to tell but let's just say I I uh I had it was a car accident, but it was including a friend of hers, a work friend, and it was the friend's fault. Okay, it was the car accident, it was the friend's fault, and in the process, I was hurt not severely, but hurt. And um, at the time, and y'all, I was young, I had to be about seven years old, but at the time of the conversation, I was present, they were checking me out, you know, trying to. Oh, is everything okay? Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. When I was brought home, she, I was fine. But later when my mama was doing my hair, they found a little blood scab. And it was like, oh, you have blood in your hair. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's probably from the accident. I'm like, okay. But at prior to even seeing the blood and all this other stuff, everything was fine. I don't, and I know now, because I asked her, my mom about it. And I said, well, was there ever a lawsuit? That came with that, and she was like, no. She, you know, I, I knew my friend. I've been working with her for over 20 years at the time, and um, I didn't think anything of it. Now, mind you, I didn't have to go back to that memory, but I told y'all last podcast, there's something about memory selection that I literally was like, I need to do a brain dump. Why am I remembering only certain things? I can barely remember such and such mom or sister name in the store that see me in Walmart and be like, hey. I'd be like, who are you? But I can remember this moment very vividly. And that's, that's to me, profound. Because what about this made me feel the and ties into what I'm doing now. And what the way I assert myself. Because I didn't see that again at that moment. And when I'm talking about this in particular, that moment came back. And I was like, I'm going to share it with y'all. But I do recall me feeling like. You chose her over me. You know what I'm saying? That's a friendship over your child. And y'all may see this totally different. And I also see this differently as an adult. 
but hear me hear me for a second that's what happened then and that's how I felt then and imagine that feeling that unresolved feeling if we'd never have these conversations which I thankfully had a healthy conversation with my mom about it and told her exactly how I felt racially a lot of things were going on as well because her friend was of another race right and I just felt like was it fear that also kept her from advocating you know stepping up suing her because it was her fault or just simply like what was going on you know what I'm saying so again not seeing that and maybe putting that into my head and I'm just putting the pieces together for myself while I'm talking to y'all maybe in my mind I thought wow this is the way you know things are and perhaps you should not say things at certain times and ruffle any feathers so to speak um that may have contributed a lot to my hesitation that I'm slowly shaking away from right in that department with my children so to speak I'm learning out of these things like as much as we want to say growing out I'm learning my my way out I'm researching things about myself evaluating my past and applying them to my current so that way future Sagan and children and my and whoever else could actually see a better healthier me and um as I begin to shake away all of these things I see a difference in my physique and my person and the way I show up but that doesn't happen until I address it and I've been y'all just it's been a lot <laughs> so let me stop there and say this um I'm re-exploring the good things or the strong assets about myself from my past what about youthful young Sagan that I enjoyed that I let go of and I'm trying to find that because I want that to show up right now in my current as an adult because something about then back then before anyone told me it was wrong it was right for me and so I just need to figure out what that was and so I encourage you to do the same to go back to those quote dark places uncomfortable places you remember some things in your childhood you was like why do I why do I remember feeling embarrassed you know like what what again I can leave you also with a story <laughs> I don't even know if I'd said this before but shout out to Jeremy Bushnell man um this in in, in kindergarten and this is a time I overly asserted myself you know how they used to make you take names so I took names in Miss Richardson class and you know she left the class and all that I was taking names and Jeremy was just you know yada yada talking and I was like you know you need to be quiet and they used to have those chalk those chalk uh, it was a chalkboard but they used to have the chalk that used to be surrounded by the little metal thing that you can hold it and not get your fingers all chalky and it was on her chalk so I was sitting up there trying to be the boss you know talking overly asserting myself right and I tapped him on the head with the metal piece now it nicked them it did and that was trifling to me because I thought I was the boss right because I'm taking names you're gonna get a check by your name I think if you got three checks by your name when the teacher came back something happened 
but in as a result of doing that of course back then you could get whipped at school and mr batiste did paddle me and at home i got towed down so again why do i remember that again a time where imbalance was um i do like that fiery part of me i know that that she could show up sometimes and that was me as at five (laughs) and so why do i remember that it's possibly because i overly asserted myself and did not have a strong balance and sometimes feel out of control and out of um whack just like that a sense of self-control was not expressed then and there are times now even in adulthood it's not and it's ghetto so i'll leave you with that hopefully this podcast finds you well i'll be exploring some more trust issues but that's definitely trust in me take that as you will uh we'll just be building on this topic and i'm just gonna say bye now bye for now <laughs>